Uh, I'm going to share some things today. And, and so, so, so uh, I'm telling you right now that I'm going to take my time with this because there's a couple of different ways. It's going to be the same points, but I got to talk about it from one level, and then I got to talk about the same point again from the same points again from another level. Uh, but uh, let me just acknowledge this as well before we actually get into our scripture. Can we just thank God one more time, even from last Sunday, uh, for just the, uh, it, is, it, is, it is not a light thing for us to be able to gather together and for those that said, hey, I'm coming because you know that we had a joint worship service with New Dimensions of Worship Ministries and Pastor Jake and Pastor Cindy and Household of Faith Church with Pastor Adonis and Minister Tina, and of course, with Apostle Alice as well, um, leading this whole, leading this whole affair, affair and, 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 and what God instructed her to do. And so it was not a light thing. So there will be some things that you'll hear of a continuance because we know that there's already a relationship, but it was something that was on the heart and mind of God for us just as a family of ministries um, to be able to release and impart some things in this region, to break some things up and to open some things. And so it is not a light, not, okay, let me say this. This ain't a part of no notes, and I don't have a whole bunch of them anyways. But for us to be able to have that consecration for the 21 days, let me also say this. Thank you for those that heard not only my voice, but heard the voice of God and joined me in this consecration the heavens are still open. And for those that, that did the full instructions of the 21 days, I'm telling you that there is something that I'm in agreement for, whatever you are in agreement and seeking God for. I know there's some testimonies that already came as a result of this 21-day uh, consecration. And so um, I look forward to sharing that. Um, very powerful, some things that have already been happening in people's lives and people's bodies. And I'm talking about supernatural <laughs> where God shows up. But we also know that there was more. Here we have a bringing together uh, and restoration and, and so many things. But the biggest thing of all was his presence, the way that he showed up. So if you did not, um, if by some chance, if you weren't at the service on Sunday and if you did not listen, listen to it, um, then do it. I'm not even going to, well, do yourself a favor, but then also follow the instruction that I'm personally giving you now. Listen, partake of the whole thing. Set aside time. If for the first time, set aside time and be engaged for the whole time, because I don't want you to miss it. Because if you didn't, you actually will miss some of the things. So I'm just saying this, nobody left behind in Jesus' name. So you got to go back. If you just said, oh, well, man, it was this link. And then, and then if you cut some things short, then you're cutting some things short. <laughs> so if you haven't seen it for the first time whole way through and participated, cut off your phone, whatever the case may be, and say, Lord, I'm here to receive. I'm here to worship and receive and stay connected with what God is doing with the ministry. Amen? All right, so now here we go. Let's go to Romans. Let's go to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter four, it was actually a couple of weeks ago where, um, where it was a message pertaining with fasting, but fasting with faith. And there were some things shared with faith and belief and things of that nature. Uh, but I wanna, wanna go here. I'm in Romans chapter four. I'm actually gonna read from the Amplified Classic today. And we know this is a very powerful, so bear with me as I read a little bit, but the scripture does so much in preaching this. But there's some five, some five um, things that I wanna share with you from something that I read as well. But let me go Romans chapter 4. Again, Romans chapter 4, verse 16. And if you have your digital Bible, you can go with the Amplified Classic. And I know some have in the paper Bible as well. Yeah, so somebody say, I'm ready to receive. Yeah, that's for the hungry. So here we go. Romans chapter 4, verse 16. And we know this. Talking about Abraham and receiving the promise, right? The promise that the Lord gave to him about a seed, about a son, and how he received, his capacity to receive this. So here we go. Therefore, inheriting the promise is the outcome of faith and depends entirely on faith. Can I read that first part again? Therefore, 
Inheriting the promise is the outcome of faith and depends entirely on faith in order that it might be given as an act of grace, unmerited favor, to make it stable and valid and guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the devotees and adherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham, who is thus the father of us all. Can somebody say right now, say, I share the faith of Abraham. <laughs> Can you say that again? I share the faith of Abraham. As a matter of fact, uh, Pastor Gat, we want to do something a little different. It's just coming to me now. If we actually don't show the scripture. So that way you all, I want, I want everybody engaged because I, I don't want anybody um, to just be looking at the screen. I want you looking at your, looking along. You get your device, you get your, you get your Bible. <laughs> Amen. Because what's going to be shared is going to be very important. But I just kind of caught that right now. Uh, so, yep, the Lord. Yeah, so we got to see, ooh, because you have to see this for yourself. You're going to see why that's important. You have to see this for yourself. So we share the faith of Abraham. So now let's continue on. I'm going to read, read this. And now let me go to verse 18. For Abraham. No, I can't skip. All right. Verse 17. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. He was appointed our father in the sight of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. Y'all see that? My goodness. Verse, verse 18, for Abraham, human reason for hope being gone, hoped in faith <laughs> that he should become the father of many nations as he had been promised. So numberless shall your descendants be. Now, here we go. Verse 19, he did not weaken in faith when he considered the utter impotence of his own body which was as good as dead because he was about a hundred years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's dead and womb. Guess what? He still did not weaken in faith. Somebody just say right now, say, I will not weaken in faith. Say it again. I will not weaken in faith. Okay, okay. Verse 20, this is so strong. No unbelief or distrust made him waver. My God, doubtingly questioned concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. No unbelief or distrust made him waver. Woo! <laughs> Okay, so now, here we go. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. These five key things pertaining to faith. Five key things that we can actually see from the text pertaining to faith. But this is something that we shall live by. So we're going to see this right now. I want you to write these five things down as we go along. Number one, write this down. Say, faith sees it. Oh, can you say that as you write it? Number one, say, faith sees it. Or you can also say it this way, say, I see it by faith. Now, remember, the scripture says that we read about the non-existent things here. God promised him. Now, we know, we know the story. We know the story, but now let's even grow even more intimate with this and even see even more about this. Abraham, in the natural, it was no possible way for him to conceive. In the natural, giving his age, if other people were to say that from their view and from their standpoint, <laughs> from where they were standing and from their view, they couldn't see it. And in the natural, if you would look at human reasoning, you would fall in line with that same thought and say, well, man, I can't see this. And how many times do people say that? Man, I can't see. I can't see this. I can't see. In other words, I can't imagine it. I can't conceive it. I can't even grasp the concept of it. But that is not our testimony. That is not our statement. That is not how we, how we are to live as, as the just living by faith 
one of the things that we need to say and have readily available in our hearts and in our minds and in our mouths is this, I see it. It's like, yeah, I can see that. And so what we want to have our disposition is thinking and believing in terms of possibilities, especially as heirs of the kingdom, that we don't think how we can't, we think how it can happen. Because we're not depending upon our own selves, but we're depending upon the Lord. And if God said something, if God says something, then guess what? It's not only a possibility, not only is it a probability, it's a promise. That moves it up from the realms of just earthly natural things. It is a promise. And so what the Lord is saying, and this is something that he helps us to do, and this is what I thank God for, he helps us to see. Because the Lord will say something and the Lord will show some things. And, and how many times have we maybe have, maybe we've seen something, even in part, and we wrote it down, but maybe our belief didn't attach or connect with what it was that we were shown or what it was that we saw. So this is where we step into it. It's like, Lord, now let me look at this again, not with just my own human reasoning, but now, Lord, let me now view this again through the eyes of faith. Faith sees it. Faith sees the promise. And faith sees the promise as done. Faith sees the promise as fulfilled. Ooh. Faith sees the promise as complete. Faith sees the promise as real. Because it is. <laughs> and so faith moves us out of the realm of the flesh and into the realm of the spirit and say, hey, this is where we need to operate. This is how we need to operate. This is how we need to live. So now every other circumstance or every other thing that looks like it's in contradiction, then we don't have to accept that as our reality. No, somebody just say it right now. Say it again. Say, I believe God. Oh, say it again. Say, I believe God. And now, some of the things that the Lord may have shown you, just make this statement again. Say, Lord, I see it by faith. I see it. I see it. I, I so see it. Mm, that's good. That's number one. Faith sees it. <laughs> number two. This is good. Faith, oh, matter of fact, yeah, yeah. Faith desires it. All right, we're still talking about this from one level. Faith desires it. I have this quote right here, and I'll, and I'll share ultimately where this is coming from. There be no strong faith without desire. So once you see something and you see it, it's like, Lord, I see it. Thank you for showing, showing it to me. The next thing that faith, faith begins to work and faith and, and part of the operation is like, Lord, I desire that. And desire is a strong thing because now not only does it turn your, faith turns your eyes, faith seeing it, you kind of turn your eyes, but that desire kind of turns your body. And it's like, Lord, you know what? I desire that. There's something that God shows, and it's like, oh, Lord, there, now he begins to create a desire. He be, begins to create a longing. He begins to create a wanting. And this is something that our desire is his desire. That should be our prayer. Lord, let your desire be my desire. Let what you want be what I want, so that way I can begin to turn to <laughs> in that direction to have my affection and have my longing and my wanting in that direction because, oh, how many times have we wanted something that was not good and paid the consequences for? <laughs> Maybe we saw something. Uh, yeah, it, okay, even thinking about it, just even in the, in the natural. Sometimes you could see something with your eyes and it'll, it, as far as for like something that you can eat and it'll look tasty. And then it's like, oh man, that looks so good. And then when you ate it, it's like, oh, man. It's like, nope. <laughs> It's like your stomach, your body starts to have a certain reaction, and then what do we say? Oh, man, I shouldn't have ate that. 
but because you saw it and because the desire was so strong, you began to move in that direction. But now the same thing for things of the spirit, things that are positive. Doesn't the Bible even encourage us with this? For us to be able to hunger and thirst after righteousness? Okay, but all right, so faith sees it, faith desires it. There's things that God, God will show, and it's like, hey, yeah, you know what, God? I desire that. God, I desire to receive that. I desire, Lord, for that to happen. <laughs> Lord, yep, somebody say, I desire it. I desire that which God has shown. I desire what I'm seeing. Whew, yeah. And may it be a fresh desire in the name of Jesus. All right, so here we go. What's the first thing? I'm going to teach this morning. What's the first thing? Faith sees it because this, this has got a burn in it, so I got to drill it. Second thing, faith desires it. Third thing, faith expects it. Oh, my goodness. So, faith expects it. Faith expects it. So we remember what we just read. If we go back and look at Abraham again, you see this. God spoke to him. God shown him. He's like, hey, you're going to have a son. He saw it, not even knowing what a son looks like, but he's like, man, I see myself having a son. I see myself, Sarah, in her old age. I see her being pregnant. Yeah, Lord, I desire that. Now, you know he desired that especially as an older man without having a natural heir. And then for God to begin to speak to him and say, hey, you know what? It's not, you haven't passed your season. <laughs> so then he expected it. Whenever you have an unwavering and an, an unwaveringness and a, and a total confidence that what God said will happen, now it becomes an expectation. It's like, Lord, I don't know when this is going to happen, but I expect it to happen. I don't know when this promise is going to be fulfilled, when this promise is going to manifest, but I expect this promise to be able to manifest. You see how there's a shifting, there's a ramping up, there's another gear. And we see it, we desire it, but then after we desire, it's like, no, you know what? Man, no, I expect this to happen. It's a different disposition. It's a different determination. Somebody say, by faith, I expect it. So now that begins to place a greater magnetism in the realm of the spirit when you include expectation when you're with your faith and with our faith. And it's like, no, God, it's, 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 it's a planting of the flag. It's a changing of our stance. It's like, no, I expect this and I am not moving off of my expectation come what may. Why? Because I have the firm foundation and assurance of the one who promised. This isn't something that I'm just coming up on my own fruition or my own accord, or this isn't even my own ideal, but this is something that is already done in the realm of the spirit. This is something that is already in the heart of God. So I see it. I desire it because he desires it. And I expect it not only because I expect it, but I expect it because he expects it. Somebody again say, I expect it. Oh, <laughs> say, I expect it to happen. And that expectation means that it's still within. Oh, the expectation means that we don't change our sentence. We don't change our confession. We don't deviate from what comes out of our mouth. So when somebody asks in year or month one, Man, do you, expel, do you still expect it? Yes, I still expect it. They ask later in the year, oh man, it hasn't happened yet. Do you still expect it? I still expect it. No matter when, but the expectation remains. And so much so that we look for it. Man, have you expected something so much that, that you've already received notification, but you stay looking out the window? It's like, no, I expect this to happen because I, I've been promised that I'm going to receive this delivery. I've received this order. So now I expect this, this any day now should be coming. 
any day now, it should be coming. I know this is this this is something might sound very natural, but you you know we celebrated our youngest daughter's birthday, and of course it was a gift that was on order. And one of the things that my wife she was telling me, uh, she was just giving me just a quick little update, and she was saying, hey, you know, you know, there's something that we ordered, and I received notification that has already been shipped out. Uh, it should be coming. Uh, they said tomorrow, but then sure enough, it showed up, I believe, on the very same day that she said it should be coming. And we're like, oh, wow. We received this just in time, just the day before the moment when we were going to celebrate, even though the notification said that it could come afterwards. But we were still expecting. So it was still on time. Somebody again say, I am expecting. And now with you say that, it needs to have an exclamation mark with that declaration. Nope, I see it and I can't unsee what I saw. I desire it, Lord, and I have a taste. I have an appetite. I have a leaning and a drawing to this that you've shown. And Lord, now I expect it in Jesus' name. I'm telling you right now, someone's receiving a fresh expectation even as I'm saying this. <laughs> So now, what comes after expectation? Faith accepts it. A-C-C-E-P-T-S. Faith accepts it. Woo! Faith accepts it. I see it I by faith. Faith, I see it by faith. I desire it by faith. I expect it by faith, and by faith, I now accept it. It is as good as done. I've accepted that this is a part <laughs> of my life. I accept that this is what God says because I'm telling you, some of the things that just keep reoccurring and God keeps confirming in this way and that way, somebody just need to say again right now, say, Man, you know what, Lord, I accept it. No. I accept this promise. Some of the things that God has shown, and maybe some have been wrestling with the little area of unbelief. I'm telling you right now, may the wrestle be over in the name of Jesus. Accept the promise. Accept what he said. And that's where some people, some people get, get stuck or, or caught or maybe get hung up in the realm of expectation and moving to acceptance because sometimes there can be time in between the two. But time doesn't, what is time compared to the one that is eternal? And when we connect to the one who is eternal in the realm of the spirit, then the timing of it doesn't matter because now it's like, Lord, you know what? Well, I just, I, I accept it. Abraham or Abram at that time, did not consider his age. He accepted as like, man, you know, I'm going to be a father of many nations. <laughs> he accepted it. So much so that he accepted a new name. And guess what? God changed his name. He knew his name all them years to be Abram. And the Lord says, nope, I got, I, I got to change your identity so that way you can step into accepting this all the way around. So now when people call you, and he had to go tell people, Imagine people that have known him for years. Hey, Abram, Abram, Abram. And he used to answer to Abram. But now he, mind you, no one else is telling him this. This is him and the Lord and the Lord speaking to him this and saying, hey, I am changing your name to Abraham because I have made you the father of many nations. And Abraham accepted and said, Man, you know, I accept that. So now, guess what he had to do? He had to tell Sarah. Sarah, come. Hey, Abraham. Hold, hold up, Sarah. My name's been changed. Huh? What's your name now? Abraham or Ibrahim. <laughs> so now she had to change her own speech based upon what Abraham accepted. And so, oh, I think the Lord is bringing us up because one of the things that I'm just seeing right now and just kind of hearing, the Lord is saying, hey, I need you in here because some of you have accepted low things. And you've been accepting things that I have not said. 
and you've been walking in some things that I have not said, but I need you to walk into the fullness of who I've called you to be. I need you to walk into the fullness of the name and identity that I've given you, except that. All the other labels that society and all the other viewpoints that society would try to give you and try to mark you and identify you and, and place you in this certain um, realm. It's like, nope, let me come out of that. Let me not even be in that, go there or consider that. But Lord, Lord, I am accepting the name. I am accepting the identity that you've given me. Somebody again said, I accept it. <laughs> this is beyond a title or position. This is, this is our placement in him. God says, hey, I'm making you a father of many nations. Abraham, accept that. Woo, man, I'm telling you, when God gives you something like that, do not take it as it's just a common thing, as it's just as it's, as if it's just one of your friends around the corner or just uh, a, a coat. Now, it's like, Lord, no, Lord, I, Lord, you said that. <laughs> Lord, I see that. Mm, Lord, I desire that. Let me go back to the desire just a little bit before we get to this fifth part, because God will show something. But then the Holy Spirit, we have to yield to him to even work within us the will to do and the desire. OK. I see it. I desire. Come on. What's the third one? Say it. I know you know it. I expect it. This fourth one right now, say I accept it. I accept it. I accept it. And then this fifth one right here, faith. <laughs> faith, trust Christ's for it. Faith, trust Christ for it. So now it's a trusting, and that's where that relationship, and that's when that um, knowing who he is, and that's what Abraham did. Because he said this, because he, verse 21, I'm just going to say it again. Oh, no, we didn't read it. That's why. That's why I didn't read it yet. Faith trusts Christ for it. Now, remember, after all that, he had no unbelief. He had no distrust. But then verse 21, I want you to follow along in Scripture. Romans chapter 4, verse 21. I know you have it. Fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he had promised. Now, that rests on God. He trusted God. We trust Christ for the promise. We trust Christ for the manifestation. We trust Christ for the harvest, for the fruit, for that which is said to be brought into the realm of our, re our, our, our living reality in time. Yeah, I'm going to burn it in again. Faith sees it. Faith sees it. Number one, faith sees it. Remember, faith can see the invisible and the impossible. Yeah. Number two, faith desires it. Because there is no strong faith without strong desire. Abraham was strong in faith. Number three, faith expects it. You have to be sure what, that what God has for you is for you. You have to be sure that what God has for you is for you. Even when you don't know how, you expect to obtain it. Somebody say, it is for me. Number four, faith accepts it. And so by accepting it, faith says this, I accept, I take, I possess. <laughs> I accept, I take, I possess it. Then afterwards, it's like, man, you know, I'm relying faith, trust Christ for it. Because God is mighty and able to do and to bring to pass 
what he promised. Do I have any witnesses out there? And can I get an amen to that? Oh, my goodness. That is, that is on one level. Now, let's look at these same five points again from another level. And I want to bring in something um, that, that I just want to recommend as, if, as it was recommended to me. Now, I'm just going to recommend for those that have some teeth. <laughs> because there's some meat with this. Amen. We thank God for the for for all the things, you know, the things that come with the promises and the positions and the houses and the cars and the lands and the raiments and all that. Those things come as we seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Right. So, so we do thank God for that. But there's more. There's even more than that. And so. This is one thing that prophet, you know, recommended even for our household. And I'm, I'm telling you, man, I, between. Apostle and prophet, and then, you know, I even think about my, my own natural parents as well. They're libraries. My goodness. <laughs> they got, oh, my goodness. All right, so anyways, there's this book. I'm going to share why this is very profound, called The School of Obedience by Andrew Murray. This, this is just phenomenal. This was actually written if I read the publishing information, originally written in 1848. <laughs> and I'm telling you to be able to read from saints that have gone on before us, but these are some things that should not be lost from generation to generation. So I'm holding it up now. You can go to Amazon, download it, get it, the school of obedience. And this is one thing that is so profound about it, and, and I don't even think I shared this with Prophet because I didn't even make that connection point until uh, the Lord reminded me uh, yesterday, you know, as I've been reading. But he was like, going back to my first post for the new year, well, I went on Facebook and on Instagram, and uh, one thing that I shared, I shared, uh, you know, Happy New Year. May this be, I don't have it verbatim, but it was from my heart. Happy New Year. May this be your most obedient year yet because that's what true success is. Oh, and so I got to finish this month with that statement and then also with this recommendation. And so these very same five points come from this school because I want to be forever <laughs> in the school of obedience. But this was very profound. And so let me say that again. May this be, as we're concluding this first month of the year, but as we are stepping, and I know many people got goals and things that they desire to accomplish, let the first and foremost thing be is obedience. And faith is an act of obedience. It's a key act in how we live and how we move and how we live with God, but we must obey because Jesus lived a life of obedience. So now can I say this even in this context? Can you see yourself? Do you have faith to even see yourself being more obedient than you've ever been before? Oh, do you have, do you have a desire to be more obedient than you've ever been before? Do you have an expectation to be more obedient? It's like, no, I expect to be more obedient than I've ever been before. Can you accept that obedience is the call that God has for every child of his? Can you accept that that is for you and that he mandates it, requires it, looks for it, and desires it? Every single day. Obedience isn't just for a Sunday only type of lifestyle. And that's what many people do. Many people, we, 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 we go throughout the week in a mundane sense in our relationship with the Lord, but then we kind of gear up all of these things, all of this faith, all of this expectation and acceptance and desire just for this one day only. But the Lord says, hey, no. 
This is something how we live. And can we trust Christ by way of the Holy Spirit? Do we have faith that, hey, you know, I'm leaning upon the Holy Spirit to help me be more obedient than I've ever been before. This is the obedience of faith. The obedience of faith. So now let me say the thing again. And so when this, when she recommended this and this came in the mail and the Lord was like, hey, Remember the first thing that was upon your heart that you posted that you want this to be your most obedient year yet? Here you go. Thank the Lord for our prophetic overseer. She's like, hey, you know, have this book. Have you heard of him? And I was like, I don't think I have. Send it to Pastor Patience. She was like, boom, it's in the mail. Cracked it open. I was like, whoa, wow. <laughs> this is good. Buy it. Don't, don't just look it up and say, well, man, let me see if I can get... No, invest. Invest in it. Somebody say, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir, Pastor Sir Walter. Yeah. Do you receive that? Amen. So this encourages us because... As a parent, one of the things that can be the most frustrating things in rearing children is giving instructions and then having children that hear the instructions but do not obey. And one of the things that is so humbling in rearing children now, when that happens, when you rear your children and you give them instructions over and over again and they don't listen or they fail to follow through with the instructions, and the easiest thing in the world to do is like, ah, and get so frustrated. But one of the things that the Lord reminds us, he was like, hey, don't get so lost in your parenting them, and you lose perspective of how I'm parenting you. Are you being obedient? Are you following the instructions that I'm giving you over and over and over again? One of the things that Apostle, our own Apostle, Apostle Harry, uh, that he encouraged, um, let me just give y'all give y'all this nugget. This is just a good, <laughs> this is just a good nugget. He was like, he was like, hey, you know, you want to pray this prayer. Now, mind you, you, you see what I'm. Let me let me give give a little insight. This is one thing that that I'm doing more and more. Um, you know, when I have conversations, especially by phone. Um, with with leaders and, and those who have, you know, years and have you know fruit in their life, one of the things I that I that I do, I take notes. So when I'm having conversation, I might not say a whole lot because I'm listening to God through them, and to them. And so one of the things that a, Apostle you know he shared recently with me, he was like, you know, one of the things that you want to pray is that. God caused your fear to be established. He's like, just begin to pray that. God caused my fear to be established so that way I don't depart from you. That's, that's a prayer of faith. <laughs> that's a prayer so that way we can be in obedience. I know we talked about, I believe, last summer, but man, yep, we still need the fear of God. We still need that reverence so that way when God says something, it's like, Lord, yep, I see it. Yep. Lord, I desire that. Yep, Lord, I expect that. I accept that. Lord, I'm trusting you for it. And then just for a scripture reference for that, someone is like, man, where can I find that scripture to pray that? There's Jeremiah 32, verse 40. Just write that down. That's just a little something I want to give you right now for that. Lord, cause, my, cause, cause your fear to be established in me so I won't depart. Right? So that way I won't depart from obedience. Okay, so again, this is our lifestyle. May this be your most obedient year yet. If you can receive that, I'm just going to speak for myself because that's all who I can speak for. I can't even speak for anybody else but me, but that is my prayer. Lord, may this, and that is my desire. There's some stuff that, 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 I, that, the, that the Lord has shown. And he was like, I need you to fear me more than that fear that I try to come up about whether or not this is possible or not. Sometimes we can fear whatever the case may be. But I was like, Lord, you know what? That's right, God. 
He was like, yeah, that has been, that has been a little fear. I was like, Lord, you know what? I don't want no fear. God, I fear you way more than that. And then that thing just jumped right on off. So no more fear in the name of Jesus. Let the fear monkey be off you in Jesus' name. You fear God. We have faith. And that faith is bringing us, and we have obedience of faith. Like, Lord, yep, I'm going to do this. By your grace, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, let's, let's say this again. Now, but you make it personal. Say, and you can close your eyes right now and just say this. Say, I see myself by faith being more obedient. <laughs> I see myself being more obedient. Now, just see yourself being more obedient. What does that take? What does that require? What are some of the things that God has already said that maybe you have not done? And the Lord says, okay, now go back to doing it. That's a part of seeing yourself being obedient. Go back, follow that little instruction. Sometimes we want the big things, but go back to the little things. And then you say this now. Say, Lord, by faith, I desire to be more obedient. Because you desire me to be more obedient, I desire to be more obedient. Lord, it's in my heart to obey you more. Lord, I desire that. Lord, I'm turning myself, I'm turning my disposition to be more obedient to your word, to the scriptures. Because sometimes we feel like that it's just an isolation of just our relationship with God alone. But one of the things that we want to be obedient is, the Bible says, look, how can you say you love God who you have not seen and you haven't loved your brother? That's part of a being obedient. And I'm not talking about just your biological brother, but how, your brother and sister who you see on a daily basis. Lord, yep, I want to be obedient in that area too. Lord, I desire to be more obedient. The fruit of the Spirit, patience, all, all of those things, yep, Lord, I desire that to be a part of my life. That means some of those things that pull away from that desire, some of those other desires that pull from us from being obedient, then we have to let that go and say, Lord, by your spirit, may, that, may, my, may my desire to be more obedient be even stronger. And may I starve that fleshly desire that causes disobedience. That was one of the things of the consecration that causes, caused a starvation and, a, and, a, and, a, and it created a different appetite in our spirit. And even in the natural, there's some things, I just got like a little small bag of, of, of chips you know, maybe a couple of days after our consecration, I ate it, and I was like, I thought this was going to taste better like how it used to taste, but it don't even taste, taste like how it used to taste anymore. And I realized, man, my taste buds, and we said it, my taste buds really changed. I was like, yeah, I don't want that no more. It used to be my favorite chip. I was like, yep, I'm good. I didn't get a big bag. I got like a little small thing, but I was like, man. It's like, I don't even want it. It's like, yep, I'm good. It's like, thank you, Lord. The desire. Change. And don't let the fear of being more obedient, because sometimes the flesh will be like, oh, man, well, it's going to require this sacrifice. No. Don't even think about the sacrifice. As a matter of fact, obedience is better than any sacrifice. That's what the, that's what the Lord desires so much more. So don't come to God, well, God, I'm giving up this and I'm giving up that. The Lord's like, don't come to me with what you're giving up if you can't hold in view what and who you're gaining. If, if that's going to be your issue, then you can stay there and allow me to work some more, work some more maturity in you so that way you can get a, a proper perspective. It's not about what you're giving up or even who you're giving up relationally if it's causing disobedience. It's about what and who you're gaining in Christ. Obedience is so much better in the temporary and the eternal. Okay. Woo. Come on, let's get back to the prayer. <laughs> Lord, I thank you. By faith, I am expecting now to be more obedient. Say that. Say, I am expecting, Lord, to be more obedient in faith and by faith. Yeah, I am expecting to be more obedient. So that's an expectation God expects you to. But now we fall, we, we not fall in, but we, we, we align ourselves with that same expectation of what God, is inspect, what God is expecting. And then I heard this several times and several years ago. 
uh, from uh, my bishop. He says, you know, inspect what you expect. And like, if you're expecting something, then inspect it to see if you're getting what you're expecting. All right. So back to the prayer. Lord, I am accepting to be more obedient. God, I am accepting to be more obedient to who the identity that you've called and given me. Oh, that is strong because some things that God has spoken uh, prophetically and even some things in his word. And it's like, Lord, I accept that in the name of Jesus, Lord, and help me to accept it fully. Because maybe sometimes we've accepted it with one hand and the Lord says, hey, now I want you to accept accept this with two hands. I want you to really grasp this and own this. I want you to take possession of this and know that this is you and this is yours. Yep, God, I accept it. We accept it in the name of Jesus. And we won't let it go or pull it down or relinquish it. Yeah, somebody say, I'm not going to let this go because some things that maybe we have uh, allowed it to lay dormant and at the wayside, but right now the Lord is saying, no, pick it up take ownership of it, take possession of it. I want you to accept it. That is so necessary in obedience. And Lord, I trust you. Make it personal. Say, Lord, I trust you, Christ. I trust you, Christ, for this. Because it's something that he shows, something that you've shown, something that you've given, and I trust you for it, Lord. I thank you, God, that by your spirit, that this faith is not even upon my own ability, but it rests upon your omnipotence and your supernatural ability in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah, this is solid. This is solid. Because this isn't the most popular school of thought, but I'm telling you, those cons consolation things of external rewards and all that kind of stuff, that has its place. Very much so. I'm not denying that. But there's some more things that, that we want to trust God for and accept and to step into in obedience so that way we can really live in union and harmony. And here's a big word, oneness with him. Oh, I so look forward to being able to talk about that more. But it's coming. The Lord already showed me. But in oneness with him. In harmony and union and oneness with him. That should be... First, foremost, always and forever desire in what we rely upon. There's nothing greater. Nothing greater. So go ahead and lift your hands right now. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for this, the obedience of faith. <laughs> God, and I know I've said it several times already, Lord, but I want to say that again in this prayer, God, and as a petition and as our heart's desire, Lord, for those that can agree with me in this. Lord, may this be our most obedient year yet. May this be the most obedient we've lived yet, God. And we're not doing this out of performance, Lord, but we're doing this out of our love for you by faith, God. Knowing that we can't do this on our own accord, Lord, but it is you who works this within us, God. Lord, so we just make our spirit, we make even our mind and our hearts to line up. Lord, and we discipline ourselves, we buffet our body, we buffet our flesh to line up. Yep, does that require getting in the Word every day? Daily. But as his children, we love to eat his bread. Some, I know some people have just felt like it was a chore, God. Lord, I, Lord, may we let go of that thought, God. Lord, yeah, we cast that thought down. It is, it is not a chore to eat <laughs> your bread, God. May we see reading your word differently than how some have, Lord. That, that have been on milk, God. May they come to the meat, God, and understand that this is for life. This is for sustenance. This is for living that our spirit man may live. It is not a chore to get in your word, God. Oh, the word, God. May we hunger for your word in the name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even as I'm praying this, you just you just begin to go again in the spirit because, yeah, may your spirit cry out. Yeah, God, may we hunger 
for your work daily, daily bread, daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. <laughs> May that be our prayer, God. Give us this day, Lord, and let it not be just a snack where we just kind of read just one passage and don't meditate and don't chew on it and mull on it throughout the day. Oh, God, may we digest your word, Lord, and may it cause strength to every fiber of our natural and spiritual, most importantly of all, being. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> may this be our most obedient year to date, God. Lord, bearing fruit in season and out of season, Lord. Living by this kind of faith. Oh, yet yeah, daily obedience as a child, God, accepting and receiving your word. And then, Lord, if there be a moment where we miss the mark, God, may we so run to you in quick obedience. May we not be dull or insensitive to, to disobedience. Woo! May we be quick to obey, God. And if we miss it, may we be quick to repent and then to obey, God. Repent before you, God. And even if there's people in the realm of the earth that we need to repent, Lord, because it's about you and your principle, Lord, may we be quick to repent in Jesus' name. May we be quick to forgive. May we be quick to obey your word promptly. Mm. Yeah, somebody again say, Lord, I see it. Lord, I desire it. Lord, I expect it. Lord, I accept it. And by faith, Christ, I trust you for it. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. I'm telling you, this is going to be this is going to be a season that you, you're going to have to mark and chronicle and track what, what God begins to do because of this disposition of saying a heart by faith. Lord, I want this portion of faith, my obedience. Here we got faith to believe this and faith to believe all of that. That is good. But what we need to have is the obedience of faith. And then that causes a release of those other things. That's not even what we seek after first. That just gets added because of a life that is obedience and faith. Very profound. Very profound. And you may have heard it this one time. Guess what you're going to have to do now? Follow this instruction that I'm giving you. When this message is available on podcasts or after the conclusion and it's available on YouTube or Facebook, listen to it again. Because there's things that were even shared that you didn't catch. And even I, as I'm speaking, guess what? Because it's the Lord speaking through me. I have to go back and listen again and again. Because you know what will happen? Faith will come by hearing. It'll come by hearing and hearing. That's two, at least two times, the word of God. Come on, faith. <laughs> Got the first part, but there's more faith to come in the second and the continual hearing. Amen.